0: hello everyone welcome back to the let's debrief podcast welcome back everybody i'm ashley i'm jenna and
1: today if you're watching on video you already see her lovely face we have one of our good friends that we've talked about multiple times on the podcast but uh introduce you yourself guest hi guys um i'm shayla i'm jen and Eckie's friend
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay wait
0: did you already tell her about the last episode we recorded that we talked about joe Uh,
1: yeah, I did tell her yeah. yeah, So like at this point as we're recording, that one hasn't come out yet. But I was like, we were recording the other day and we both like Jenna shared a Joe story, and then I was like, wait, I also
0: have a Joe story. Yeah, Yeah. yes. So Shayla is married to Joe. Yeah, yeah, a very kind man. Very (laughs) kind man. They're both very kind for two years? Uh yeah, a little
1: bit. Like
0: two two and a half-ish. Yeah. That's crazy. That's
1: so wild. I know, I know.
2: Uh, I remember telling Jenna at the wedding, because she was trying to hook me up with Peter. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> out, which wedding? Um, oh, front yeah. uh, Cas's wedding. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, and I think you were like, "I just want you to be in the group," and I was like, "Yeah, but You're I'm not, like, I'll find my way not, in somehow, yeah. but <laughs> not with like that. One. I will."
0: <laughs> that one. That not that ago. Uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, she found her way into the group. Yeah. Um, yeah and we love her for
0: it <laughs> and if she didn't she would not be our friend yeah, we so
1: were very so strict true. about who comes in so and true. there's qualifications and so yeah yeah the, the list goes on yeah, kind
0: of, yeah. clearly uh, that's what our listeners think of us yes
1: exactly i was i think i was talking to shayla about it too and she was like Why about assumptions and she was like why was everyone so mean yeah and i was like i don't know <laughs> yeah it's just so shocking that- when
0: it's anonymous though it gives you free reign that's I was true. with our another one of our That's friends true.
1: yesterday and I was like I guarantee you if we posted that question box just on Instagram it would have been like what's your favorite color maybe yeah. like <laughs> what's
0: your favorite makeup routine yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: it would have definitely had a nicer a
2: nicer tone to it absolutely like to some of the assumptions were just outrageous like just i'm like you guys don't know these people
1: <laughs> like you she's like shayla's like you don't know them like i know them you aren't besties with them like i am <laughs> yeah never so true you could never uh, well, they
0: said i was aggressive which jenna is aggressive
1: this. and jenna is a stoner apparently
0: yeah That's um, our girl Jenna, That's me Jenna texts me
2: And was like um, What like What makes you think That I'm like Just so calm Or whatever Yeah And I literally Just sent her the turtle From Finding Nemo
0: And she was Crush. like This is what I think of you Like in my brain Like you're permanently Doing She's this like It's yeah. totally
1: fine dude Yeah We're chilling yeah. That's so and funny I'm fully Nemo's dad Just opposite no.
0: Post- <laughs> I'm like wait Who's Nemo's dad Marlin, yeah, Marlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
1: that's yeah. so funny yeah um why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself okay um what's like your current life because we're gonna go if we, obviously we haven't said what we we're gonna talk about we're gonna go way back yeah. into shayla's life a little bit but tell us where you're at right now
2: <laughs> yeah um so i am a scientist i'm a cancer research scientist so smart um and I didn't always know I wanted to be that I definitely thought like I wanted to be a medical doctor so in the beginning stages of my life I um, in undergrad studied biology and chemistry and I minored in psychology um, you really just covered all your bases
0: there yeah really I really <laughs> yes. did I was like I could be science anything. yeah yeah
2: um, but I had Ellie in my sophomore year of college like you guys know and my GPA definitely like struggled a bit there, which is oh my God, to I so cannot hard. imagine. Right? Yeah, it was really, really hard. Just a really, really hard circumstance. So, um, I I literally graduated Friday, and I started my master's program on Monday. Oh my
1: gosh! I you were know. like no rest.
2: Yeah, no. And my mom was like, "You don't need to." like take a break because if you do you'll never like go back it'll just be hard
1: to get back up and going exactly how long was your master's my master's so I did a fast
2: track program okay which means I like doubled up on credits each semester yeah don't recommend uh so it was only one year (gasps) oh
0: that's so nice that is really nice because it's just one year of grinding and then you're like okay
2: yeah we're good it was it was exactly that it was one year of like all-nighters and just a bunch of studying how
1: old was Ellie at the time? Ellie was...
2: So that was in 2019. Ellie was three. Okay. Right. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. so we didn't get into... Um, we're not getting into it yet, but you had a baby when you were... How old?
2: Uh, I, was, I got pregnant when I was
0: 18. I had her when I was 19. Okay, yes. yes. So that's an important factor yes. in the yeah. story. In yes. the story, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, so then I went to get my master's in just biological sciences, and yeah i definitely like kicked out my gpa a lot i wanted a 4.0 but i got a 3.8 oh you uh, slacker uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um but it, like med, med school is so competitive and there's a yeah. lot of kids that are applying that have over like a 4.0 or something yeah
1: you know so our friend caleb our like cole's friend caleb from college is in med school right now yeah. and his fiancee chloe was telling us like what it actually because we're like man he takes it like so seriously like, mm-hmm. yeah. he's like so intense about studying and she was telling us like you could go spend your entire undergrad in pre-med and then not get into med school and your dreams are just crushed right yep, there yep, absolutely. So that, uh-huh. it's really crazy absolutely
2: and I knew I was kind of like at a disadvantage already because my undergrad GPA was like a 3.4 and I was like that is just not competitive enough you know yeah mm-hmm. so yeah um and then I graduated a year later which was a huge accomplishment accomplishment because that was the hardest year of my life um, yeah and then COVID hit too, so like my classes really like I I did a cadaver lab, which basically hmm. means like I cut up dead bodies and <laughs> that freak you out. Uh, sometimes I think what was the the worst part of that was the formaldehyde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I couldn't see the bodies anymore, so we had to like switch online, and it was just. You're like, my, how do I do this? My very old professor shakily holding the camera of like <gasps> over these dead bodies. It was Ew. Just, yeah. So. It, so you finished in COVID? Yes. I okay. I finished in COVID, yes. Um, and then I applied to the first job that I saw on Indeed and I had no experience. There's really no reason why I, I should have gotten it, mm-hmm. but I did. Um, and so, yeah, I've been doing that f- since I've graduated. So about three years now and I model part-time and mm. I do like some creative endeavors in like photography like you guys know she truly does it all uh, yeah, <laughs> I
1: guess she's like at least I try
2: yeah I definitely try um but yeah that's that's what I do I have two really great kids um one is one and one is seven and I have a really great husband yeah Who
1: we're all a big fan of. Yes, yeah. I think anybody who meets him is a big fan of him. Truly, yeah. He's the best. Yeah, he really is the best. So. Um. Okay. So we're gonna. Do you want? I want you to personally provide the trigger warning for today. Yeah. Um. But we're yeah gonna be diving in into like Shayla's story. I mean, honestly, like we love. I mean, we love doing the podcast so much, but a really fun part of it for both Jen and I has been inviting friends on that like we love, and we're like, oh, we just want like the podcast to love them too. And so obviously, if you listen, you know that we talk about Shayla a lot. But even just in her little intro, she shared like how incredible she is. And so we she just has a really resilient story. and we so just true. like, wanted to have it live on our podcast and yeah. have a place for it and stuff and so I think that there can be like a lot of healing for people yeah. um through yes. her story and so I'm really just thankful that you're here to share but yeah then I'll let you kind of share
0: your, your yes. yeah. trigger
1: warning yeah okay um yeah huge trigger warning
0: Like <laughs> <But> just <laughs> she's like little trigger warning she's like it's big she's like
1: ginormous <laughs> ginormous
2: <laughs> um yeah I feel like this podcast is generally lighthearted. hearted this is Heavy, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like uh, Eki said, you know, I I tell this story because it is such a huge testimony to like, you know, God's promises and how faithful He is, and um, how how He's brought me to such a beautiful moment in my life and such a beautiful place, and um, it was not without trials and tribulations um, which he promises actually <laughs> um, but yeah huge trigger warning um, I'm gonna be talking a lot about abuse um, in all of all of all of the realms whether that be emotional verbal sexual physical um, so yeah uh, just take heed, <laughs> <laughs>
1: tread lightly. Yes, and we will obviously never be offended if you opt out of this Absolutely. and just be like, "This was too much. I didn't want to participate." Absolutely, because yeah, yeah you are a priority, and so maybe yeah. come back to this at a bet when you're in a better state. Yeah, but yeah. all right, why don't you just kind of like take us I, I, again, obviously as much as you're comfortable sharing, mm-hmm. take us through like your whole whole deal.
2: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, so I guess I should start uh, on how I grew up. I grew up in. Uh, Penn Hills and my mom was a single mom and yeah that was that had its struggles and difficulties as well just because if anybody who comes from a single parent household knows like that it it truly has and always was meant to be two, and when it is one um, it gets very messy and it could be very difficult for the children and the mother or or father um so yeah um We definitely grew up poor, um, and there was a lot of, you know, red notices on the doors. Um, Our house definitely went into foreclosure uh, several times, and our lights would turn on and off, and um, I remember taking cold showers and not being able to use our bathroom because the water was off. Um, So that was definitely uh, difficult. I think the most difficult thing about it was that it wasn't that my mom wasn't, you know educated and she wasn't um you know working really really hard she definitely was but I think back in the times that you know I grew up in the 90s I was born in the 90s and um, racial tensions were definitely high and for those of you who don't know um my mother is black and um I've told this story before (laughs) and I've been very open about it but um and also surprise everybody's be like oh she's what <laughs> <laughs> she's white she's she's black, black? <laughs> yes i'm not adopted it's actually very true um my dad is white and thus explains my very white appearance
1: but um, which is like if you follow shayla on tiktok you've seen her explain multiple multiple times but it actually is so crazy yeah. how you also like it look exactly like your mom i do like literally everything about like your guys's facial structure is like you just didn't carry over (laughs) no no, i was
2: robbed of the melanin definitely owed to me at birth (laughs) it's Um, so
0: crazy your tiktok like if anyone wants to go see like just go what's your tiktok name um it's hello i'm shayla yeah (laughs) you guys have to see like every time that she like posts anything they're like there's no way you're black like it'll be about something completely different like she'll just be like doing a dance and they're like prove that you're black <laughs> show a picture of your mom we, and we she's need a like, parent reveal
1: so true. and she'll literally do fun dances and everything and be like like and you have like a decent amount of followers yeah but 300 views and then she talks about being black and everyone's it's like 100,000 views and like you're not really
2: black yeah it i
1: it gets so
2: like crazy i'm like jesus christ <laughs> like cut me some slack you people are ridiculous yeah like, i just i i yeah. I, I also I make so much content and that is the only thing that like gets any kind of traction. I think my last video
1: got four million views. <gasps> Yeah. what Shayla yeah
2: and I'm like okay you guys eat this up.
1: wait yeah. I was I I don't know if I told you this Jen I was on TikTok and like obviously I follow Shayla yeah and so I had seen the video that like came up on my for you page but it was like someone screen recorded it and was and stitching her and, and I was like what and she was just like so let me break down what she's saying here and I was like that's my friend <laughs> like, <what>? don't
0: <laughs> dare yeah, it's do like, not this break is so down what weird. she's saying
2: yeah.
1: yeah also I turned off the stitches I
2: turned them off oh, so and, she recorded. Recorded. and she screen recorded it and I'm like girl
0: please she needed it
2: yeah she needed the views I feel she said, yeah. like, I'm gonna get clout from this and I was what like,
0: was she like breaking down she
2: basically was like I've never seen someone white passing like this and I was like
1: she said a lot without saying anything yes it was yes. basically just like there was a movie that like was about white passing and this girl is the most white passing I've ever seen. And it was just like, okay. Yeah, I know that. That's why I made the video. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, that's like the whole bit. That's like the whole whole thing.
2: (laughs) It's the whole thing. Like, yeah. I tried definitely not to make my whole personality on TikTok,
1: but they love it. They They eat it up up every time. Yeah. Okay. So you grew up, I mean, like in, it's like your mom is black, your dad is white. Mm -hmm. And then your dad kind of was just out of the picture very early on. Yeah.
2: The story that I was told, which, um, I've always left room for, I don't think I've ever told you guys this, mm. what I'm about to get to, which
1: is, it's juicy. It's the Ooh.
2: Um But I've always left room for him to tell his side of the story, but it just kind of never happened, hmm. um, which I'll get into uh, later. But yeah, he was kind of out of the picture when I was three. He hmm. kind of remarried, moved on, and had like three more kids. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And me and my mom were just struggling. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you have an older brother. I do have an older brother. Okay. Brother, yes. And we—but But we don't have the same dad. In fact... My brother spent more time with my dad than I did. Oh. Yeah. Weird. Be- because like he was gone, you know, shortly after I was born, but leading up to they had been dating and my mom had already had a son.
1: Yeah. Mm. So like
2: my brother knew my dad pretty well like they would listen to music together and a lot of my brother's favorite bands and favorite music till this day is stuff that my dad
1: introduced influenced to. by your dad yeah very interesting yeah it's
2: very interesting and so they would like go skating together he on paper was like a great stepdad to my hmm. to my hmm. brother
1: and you're like where's that energy yeah where was, was that me, energy he's like see you <laughs> <laughs> not for you <laughs> um okay. so so yeah uh so you pre- grew up in predominantly yeah like a black community i did
2: yeah which you know culturally i've talked to you guys about this i identify you know with black community with my whole heart you know? yeah. i grew up eating soul food cookouts all of that just that's all i knew you know because i didn't uh, have my dad around and so it was very weird growing up and looking white and but actually being black I guess um because I I felt like there was really no place for me you know especially because people who are mixed it's opposite Mm. it's you have the white mom and the black dad and I've Mm. I really truly have never met anybody in person that had a black mom and a white dad
1: oh very interesting um
2: yeah so it was just a very different experience you know like even my best friend in high school her mom was white and her dad was black and she's very white passing like I am as well and we, we connected on, like, a, a deeper level, but there were just some things that sh- she was just raised so much differently than me, mm. you know? And, I mean, that's just cult. It was <laughs> white culture. People say white people don't have culture. They do, okay? <laughs> and and, and that, was, that was what she grew up in, and, you know, I obviously grew up in something very different. So that was really hard because I felt like, you know, you know, they say being mixed is the best of both worlds, but I really feel like it is also the worst, mm. you know, because you're not, and I'm sure mixed people... Can can really identify mm-hmm. with this, and um, it rings true for them. But you're not white enough to be with the white people, and you're not black enough to hang out with the black people. So it's like you're in this really gray area mm-hmm. of okay, how do I how do I belong, and where do I belong, and where do I want to belong? Like where mm-hmm. do I want to be? Um, who do I want to be friends with, and do they want to be friends with me? Yeah, you know. And in middle school, I remember like really wanting to be in this. Cool group, and it was a bunch of you know white kids, and I was like, well, I look white, like you know, I I guess I could I can try to get in here, you know, and I I did, and I started dating this kid, and you guys know this story, but he basically broke up with me because he was like, oh, you know, you're so great, you're so nice, you're so wonderful, but you're black, so bye, and Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that was like the first time in my life that I was like, oh, oh my god, like yeah, this happens, you know, and obviously, me and my mom had had discuss discussions about race but not anything in depth until my, like a little bit later until after that happened she mm. kind of opened up to me about a lot of things about my dad and, and the story about like why his family didn't want him marrying a black woman and uh, which I don't doubt at all you know especially with my own personal experiences but um, yeah I, <laughs> I ended up so this is kind of like off topic but on topic I ended up going to my dad's house when I turned 20
1: oh i just I drove wait, is, is this the juicy part this is
2: the juicy okay. part yeah i don't know uh, this i actually started with his mom so my grandmother her name's mary i started with wait her. i'm
0: sorry did you like growing up like have any visiting with him ever or I never did. i did have weekend visits with him but he would cancel
2: all Mm. the time and my mom said she saved the recordings of him like leaving her messages saying like i'm not gonna be able to pick up shayla i'm not gonna be able to pick up shayla that's
1: so heartbreaking yeah as
2: like a little kid oh yeah and i I think my mom never recovered she is still angry and like bitter about it to this day you know she's not okay and my brother too you know because he that was his dad that was my because my brother's dad died Mm -hmm. um and he died before my brother was even born, so.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <gasps>
2: oh. So, and my mom never recovered from that either, uh, understandably. Um, but yeah, so he definitely left huge wounds on mm-hmm. them because I think my mom finally thought like, "Oh, this is it. This is the family. The that security. Yeah. This is, you know, like her first love died in a car accident when she was pregnant. You know, so like, I think this person, you know, my dad was this this hope this sense of safety security the family you know and then he blew that up with a lot of like racial tension hmm. um, between his family and and my family and so yeah that that was really a huge wound for them but and I I always left room for hearing his side yeah you know, absolutely. I did, I never thought that my mom was like lying but I figured there was more to it you know and I yeah. wanted to know and so I, w- I had written letters and they would never went never got a response hmm. so I was like fuck it (laughs) (laughs) i googled my grandmother's address and i showed up to her door okay
0: okay and
2: they live far it's like an hour away Hmm. and so i go by myself adele's not with me and my mom doesn't know my brother doesn't know nobody knows right and so i drive up and i knock on her door knock on her front door and she's not answering and it's like like i know you're in there i know she's in there and i'm not leaving okay i came here for answers (laughs) i'm not leaving so i'm knocking i go on the side door i knock on the side door i'm 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 convinced that this day I'm going to get the answers that I've wanted I just I think I was looking for closure really absolutely yeah and so I'm knocking and a lady from like the the house over comes over to me and she's like are you Shayla (gasps) and I'm like yes and she's like I recognize you from when you were little
1: oh and I'm like
2: what she's like yeah I've lived here for so-and-so years you look exactly the same. Like you used to play in my house with my kids. You used to play on this. She like she pointed to this tree. She's like, you used to climb this tree in my yard. Weird. Yes. And I'm like, how does this lady recognize me? Yeah. Like I'm 20 years old. The last time she saw me had to be like two or three. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, she's like, Mary is in there. <gasps> Go to the back door and knock on that door. And I was like, okay. And she's like, she had this very concerned look in her eyes, and I just felt like... She understood. She... There was something I didn't know that she knew. Oh. She's know? like, go get your answers. Yeah, okay. yeah. And
0: she, like, told me what to do, and she was like, best of luck to you, you know? And I was like... Did you explain to her, like, why, why you were there?
2: No, no. She did most of the talking, and mm. I think I was in shock. Like, I just didn't expect, you know? And, like, how did she see me? Like, was yeah. she looking out her window? And yeah. Then, yeah. And then what drew her to walk outside and reintroduce herself to me after, like, what, 18, 19 years or something? Like yeah. At that point, it just was bizarre. So I knocked on the back door, and she opens the door. And she's in, like, a towel, so she was, like, in the shower.
1: She's like, lady, I was busy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was doing something. That's why I wasn't answering. Um, But she came out, and I was like, do you know who I am? And she was like, no. And I'm like, okay, so how's this lady from next door know who I am? Yeah, and, and you, you don't. don't. Okay. And I'm like, I'm Shayla. And she's like, oh, my God. And like pauses and like stares at me. We stare at each other. We're just like this, her towel. (laughs) (laughs) Her hair hair, is wet, you know. And I'm just staring at her. She's staring at me. And I'm like.
0: You're like, Shayla? (laughs) Yeah. Now give me the answer. You know Mm -hmm. your granddaughter?
2: Right. Yep. And she's like, do you want to come in? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I do. And so I walk in. And I didn't get the answers I was looking for. She basically told me that it's like not her place to tell me you know what happened and I should really be talking to Christopher about what happened and you know I should really write him a letter and I said well I did he doesn't answer them and she was like I, I was like he lives close to here doesn't he and she was like yes and I was like okay she's like I wouldn't recommend going to his house and I was like I am I'm going like I deserve yeah to know, I deserve you know long story short I went to his house all the cars were in the driveway. They were like pinging too, so you knew that they just got home. You know how cars mm-hmm. like ping, like ding, mm-hmm. ding. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When you like, when you like, um, turn them off after. I don't know what. That oh, sound the crackling. Is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that's like. Sound the is. engine settling. Exactly. Right. So I knew that they were home. And I'm knocking. I'm knocking. And I'm like, okay, his kids might be here. I don't. I don't necessarily want to traumatize them. Yeah. So I'm not gonna knock for long. I knocked a couple times. I left. And as I'm walking away. He has this huge house, okay. He lives in like this very uppity rich neighborhood. And I look up and there's this huge window, like in his home. Like just a beautiful window. And I look up and he's standing there with his hands on his hips, like looking (gasps) down. That's
1: like very scary. Very
2: scary. And I did not stop for a second. I looked back, I looked forward, got my car and left. I don't know. I just didn't like the the vibes. The vibes, yeah. I was like, So he saw you
0: knocking. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. And he wrote me a letter. Oh he's
0: like, okay. Yeah. He's like, I don't respond now. You're gonna keep coming back.
2: hmm Yep. Yeah, I know where you live. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> um he wrote me a letter and he was like, Now it's just like not a good time and like I'll reach out when I'm ready. And I just thought to myself, Okay, that's the closure,
1: you know? Yeah. Like for me if he wanted to he would. Exactly.
2: And I was like, Okay, I'm done. I don't need him. Like, I don't need the answers. I don't even need to know his side of the story anymore.
1: We're done. Yeah. You know? It was then, so mature of you to even leave space for it. And mm-hmm. then you're just like, all right, you yeah. let your, your colors show. Right. Yeah. yeah. And my brother and my
2: mom found out they were like very angry. And they were like, we told you. You know, we told you. And I was like, I get that. But you had to see for yourself. I did. Yeah. yeah. It was like, and I I definitely wasn't mature <laughs> after. You know, I definitely went on like a downward spiral.
1: Marfully <laughs> so. <Probably> so. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but then I got over it. And I was like, OK, I definitely don't need him. I never did. And my, so much of me and my identity does not come from him. Yeah. And I don't need to, I don't even need any answers anymore. So I definitely chalk that up as like, okay, and we're done here. And like, just moved on, you know, with my life. And
1: yeah. How, okay. So we're going to jump into, that is definitely trauma. A thousand percent. So true. We're going to jump into more, more trauma. (laughs) trauma. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So obviously we don't want to release any names. And so we're going to call. Mm. we're gonna call him
0: Dexter (laughs) yeah Dexter we saw Shayla chose that name I did did choose that name yes Yes. I did okay
1: so kind of take us through um like your guys's relationship okay yeah so we met in high school and I
2: remember um he took French class and I also took French class and he actually took it so that he could be in the class with, like, another girl. <laughs> Red flag, number
1: one. <laughs> number um, one of gajillion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, um, yeah, I r- literally remember seeing him and thinking, like, wow, he's tall. I think I could date him. Mm. And that was literally it. Um, that was the, the bar was on the floor.
0: <laughs> um, and Okay, wait, I want to ask you before yeah. you get into all of that. Do yeah. you feel like the bar was on the floor because of the example your dad set? The bar was on the
2: floor because of the example that my mom's boyfriends have set. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't talk about this too much, but there was a lot of like domestic violence in regards to my mother's boyfriend. Um, we'll call him Dean. <laughs> Dean and Dexter, <laughs> the toxic Dexter. Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Dean, my mom's boyfriend, um, was very physically abusive and just very, very toxic. And um, I actually remember my mom. You know, in her bedroom and lots of banging, lots of.
0: And not the good kind. Not the good kind. Not the good
2: kind. I mean, I heard her getting tossed, like, into the door, and I was just kind of standing outside of it, like, begging them to open it, you know, because it was locked. And I was like, please let me in, please, please, you know, and, you know, they wouldn't. And she came out, and she was just, like, very bloody and a mess. And she was like, why didn't you call the police? And, Oh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, but then, like, I would go to my guidance counselors, and she would be like, you can't tell them anything because you'll get taken away from me. So it was a very confusing... Absolutely. Like, for me, like, oh, I can't tell anybody anything, but I needed to call the police,
1: you know? like But, yeah, like, when do do I act, like, and When, when do I stay and, like, don't
2: do anything? So I reverted to just trying to protect her in the moments that he would physically abuse her, and that's how I lost, like, my, like, two front teeth, you know? Like, he... It was just very physically violent and so the bar was on the floor because i had the first relationship that i saw and could remember from like a very core very like like if you take a like um psychology class they use the word like um what is it like very no. developmental stage mm-hmm. you okay. know um that was the first relationship i had ever seen and i thought okay this is how they operate yeah this yes. is, this how, it is, is normal. how it is this is how it is Get you know used to it right and And (laughs) there were so many stories. I could tell so, so, so many stories. But the one in particular that I remember about them was not only the one where he was, like, hitting her in the room and just, like, banging her body up against the door, you know? Just really, really hurting her. Like, he broke her bed. He broke her ankle. Like, it just, just so many, so many things. But I remember getting in the car, and they had, like, a, there was pie everywhere. Like, pie on the ceiling. Pie <laughs> pie on my seat, Pie everywhere. Pie yeah, on like my... Oh, in my mom's <laughs> hair? You're like, what happened I to literally you here? I got in the car and I was like, what? Why is there pie everywhere? And my mom is, like, you know, in the front seat. They're in the car together. They're in the car together. And he's driving. And his nostrils are, like, flaring. You know? Oof. And I'm immediately scared. Like, I get that, like, uneasy, like, icky feeling in my, like, chest and in my throat, you know? And... She just looks back at me very plainly. It was like we had a food fight, hmm. and I immediately knew what happened. You yeah. know, I
1: mean, like how old are you at this point? I mean,
2: I think I'm like seven.
1: Okay, That's how I'm Ellie's age. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I'm like, okay, like you guys were fighting. Like you guys were actually fighting. Like, and one of you threw the pie everywhere. <laughs> one of me. I don't know which one it was. I don't know if you guys took turns, but you know, yeah. So again, that was the first image of okay this is how it should be yes Yes. you know and psychologists say you know the brain likes patterns what you saw in your childhood you will seek out later
1: interesting and I did it's just so crazy because like you think like a seven-year-old like i mean ellie is like i feel like we've even talked about her on the podcast just so intelligent she and just so like you can't really get a lot past her Mm-mm. and so it just makes you be like oh, okay all right well she's like at the age where it's like you yes. have to watch what you say you have to your actions have to line up with what you're going to do yes. or else she'll notice and right, stuff right, right, and right, so right. that is so crazy just knowing that you were in like you were at the same age and how developmentally that was impactful to you
2: oh yeah yeah absolutely and um, I mean too, like she lied for him and protected him and people would ask where she got her bruises and she would say, I fell yeah, or I burned my, I burned my neck on the hair, the curl in there. She didn't have any hair. <laughs> like, you know, she would protect him. It was a very Stockholm, very, mm. very like I have to protect him. You know, I have to defend him. I have to stand by him. Yeah. So I think that really played a role in, um, me and Dexter's relationship. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I entered that relationship and from the minute it started, um, it was toxic and very tumultuous, very, a very difficult situation from the beginning. I mean, he was absolutely broken. Like, um, and I don't say that to excuse his behavior whatsoever, but his parents had had a very like nasty divorce. I mean, like it was like a movie scene. Hmm. Where his dad walked in on his mom, his pregnant mom, <gasps> cheating oh. on his dad. Yeah,
0: um, oh my. and that
2: was a very physical. You know, his dad like threw him out of the house. the The, the guy that was there, and it was just you know very traumatizing. And um, he was just very broken about it. And it was very obviously that he was emotionally stunned hmm. by that. And he he remains to Dexter remains to be that way um, till this till this day. You know, just very emotionally stunned by that, and never sought out help always thought that therapy was below yeah below him or stupid and he would even (laughs) he would even yell at me and say like you are not a therapist quit trying to like help me with this like you're being ridiculous stop and I'd be like why I would like literally be like why do you treat me this way or like why do you like treat me as if like I'm your punching bag like what what about it makes it so easy for you and he would like yell and get really upset and he'd be like you're not a therapist do not try to do this to me
1: and so i you're like these are just average questions yeah yeah <laughs> not even like yeah. therapy driven whatsoever mm-hmm. you're like let's just have like a mature conversation yeah could, could not, not know off the table right exactly and i think it threatened his
2: it threatened the lies that he told himself about himself you know like it threatened his truth which was you know I there's nothing wrong with me I'm fine you know I don't need to be questioned um my, I think my questions just threatened his way of life and like really caused him to be or or the questions required him to be self-aware and self-reflective
1: and mm-hmm. he did not he did not want to tap he did not that. want to tap
2: into that yeah and so um the abuse kind of started immediately and I I'll say it wasn't as overt as like You know, my mom's boyfriend, Dean. Um, It was very, very covert. And I remember the first physical, it was first physical abuse. And you guys might like think this is, you know, very little and minuscule, but it really leads up to what it led up to, like Mm. as our relationship, you know, I guess grew or went on. But in French class, he would pinch the back of my arms so hard that I would like bruise hmm. and no and that hurts so bad hurts so bad okay and I would yelp in the middle of like French class I'd be like <gasps> you know or like <gasps> like that sorry I don't want to make up Monty um <laughs> I think she's up oh okay um but yeah and obviously you would not say that's physical abuse you know you would not say at that moment yeah you know you'd be like oh he's just a boy he's picking on you he's yeah. he like teasing you. you exactly right but thinking back I'm like that was it that was the first. Yeah, because I'm sure, and
1: like maybe I'm um, like you can attest to this or validate this that like it I'm sure it started as little things because he wanted to see like what the limits would be mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. where the line would be drawn and be like Absolutely. you can't treat me like that or where it would just be like okay like I guess this is normal exactly
2: yeah and he would do it
1: and like laugh mm-hmm. you know
2: so like in my brain I'm like oh this is a joke mm-hmm. like this we're is- just messing around yes we're just play fighting you know and that grew and grew and grew over time and progressively got worse to like p- the play fighting got worse to where he would like slam me on the ground or like we, I remember playing football with him and he tackled me and just landed on top of me. And if you know him <laughs> and if you've seen him, he is much too large to be doing mm, that. You yeah. Know? Um, and that progressed to like him. I remember being in the kitchen with him once and him kicking my feet out from under me, you know, and me just landing like a big boom on the ground and like all the dishes in the cabinets shook you know because of the way my body like hit the ground and like throwing ice cubes at my ankles and like just very weird stuff that you wouldn't think like oh that's ph-. he wasn't punching me in the face yeah you know he wasn't causing me to, to my nose to bleed but he was physically like abusing me yeah like he would choke me or like like um, do like t- WWE moves
1: on me, you but know? he would always like play it off as a joke. Exactly. So and you were being probably so like Shayla, it's not that big of a deal. Yep. I was like, am I reacting? Like he's saying it's a joke.
2: It's a joke. Like him and his buddies do this. So like I'm, I'm one. W- of, I'm
1: one of the guys.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yes. Like and I'm. I definitely was like a chronic like agreeable, nice girl. You know, back mm-hmm. then. So I was like, oh okay. Like yeah, it's fine. Like let's play fight. You know and. He would put me between his legs and squeeze his legs together (laughs) to the point where I, like, could not breathe.
0: That's – when Tanner, like, will tickle me and, like, pin me down, you get really scared. You do. And obviously, like, I know that that's just actually a joke and a safe relationship. But, like, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, I actually cannot get out. No. I'm trapped. If I put my entire strength behind this, yeah. Yeah.
2: And I would – you know, like I couldn't breathe. And he would, he would leave me in that lock, like in a lake lock for a long time to the point where I would start throwing punches
1: because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Your fight or flight kicks in and you're just like, this is it. Yes.
2: And he would, he would un, you know, unlock me and look at me and go, I can't believe you just did that to me. And I'd be like, you, you were, you were choking me. Like I, i could not breathe you were smushing my organs he's like it's a joke though yeah yeah Mm. and i'm like you know and then i seem like the crazy one Mm -hmm. and i get up and i storm out of the room and i'm like you're disgusting i can't believe you did that to me he's like you're overreacting Mm. and i'm like oh maybe i maybe i am overreacting you know and those little gaslights of like causing you to question your reality is anything real Mm -hmm. like you know like and that led up to so many more issues but that was the physical abuse you know like that is what it was it was always described as playful and fun and you know he's he used to play baseball and could throw like 90 miles per hour and he would put like he would make snowballs out of like pretty oh, much ice. snowballs hurt and throw them at me and be like it's all fun and games and then once I would get upset. like, I don't like games. Mm-hmm. I don't like yours. <laughs> I don't like
1: yours. Yeah. Like, this is not fun. Who's having fun? Not me. Not me. <laughs> Certainly not. And
2: yeah, so he would be like, I'm just kidding. Like, you're, and I would get so mad. And it always felt like I was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for getting upset about him doing these like playful, but like very hurtful, you know, things to me. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely grew over time. And, so that was just one part of it. That was just the physical abuse. But
1: How long did the relationship span?
2: Uh, nine years. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he was very charismatic. So um, very concerned about his image, um, very much so played the part in public to where you would never guess that he would do the things that I'm talking about behind closed doors, which made it even harder to talk about or say anything to anybody because – who would believe me he mm-hmm. had everybody fooled you know and the physical abuse was just the one part of it i mean there was emotional and verbal and and you know if i ever tried to leave it was like i'll kill myself i'll kill myself mm-hmm. i will end it right now and it will be because of you and i remember walking into the bathroom um upstairs in his house and him just cutting his wrists <gasps> and crying and being like this is because of you i'm doing oh, this because of you." oh my gosh shayla so yeah um it was just a, like, I felt like I couldn't leave, you know, and he always was like, I'm just so broken, you know, my mom left, and I'm just so, so broken, and I used that, you know, he used that as an excuse for his behavior, and so did I, you know, and his friend, who kind of was like the, she reminds me of the, she was this accomplice, pretty Hmm. much, you know, I would go to her and say, Dexter did X, Y, Z, and it's, I'm, I'm so hurt, I'm, terrified to be in this relationship. I don't want to be in anymore. And she would just say, he's so broken. Mm. Hurt people hurt people. And oh. it was just... and She was an enabler. And mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, you know, I, I'm a stick beside him. You know, like the TikTok sound. And <laughs> <laughs> that's not me. I'm a stick beside him. And I literally should not have. But um, yeah, he would call me all sorts of names in the book. You know, think of a name. He definitely called me it. And he would just like sexually abuse me as well like in my sleep um I would wake up to it just happening to me you know and he'd be like what like what what's the big deal like what's wrong
0: we're dating so exactly we're dating
2: like we're together what's the problem you know and um for a while my body would react to it you know and like very like insane ways and he would make fun of me and he'd be like Mm. oh you just don't have a sex drive anymore huh you're just getting old I guess this is like a part of you just getting old isn't it literally at 18 literally like literally um yeah and I I remember too, just all the time being feeling like you know it's my fault and there was never any personal responsibility and because his his actions were so covert and never overt And he played this image in the public eye of, like, the nice, charismatic guy who was gentle. Um, It just kept me there much longer Mm. than it should have, you know? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I I just... (laughs) I could not leave. Like, I felt like I was trapped. I felt like there was no way out. And if I did leave, he would hurt himself, Mm -hmm. you know? And
1: somehow... Like, because in theory, people might be listening to, like, if you've never come in contact with a situation like this, it's like, well, if he hurts himself, then just leave. Like, it's yeah. not your responsibility. And right. it's like, there's well, so, many, so layers. many layers. So, so much many. of you is, like, attached, like, to that. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, also, outside of all of the trauma, who you are at your core is very kind, very caring. And so you're like, well, I don't want to see someone, su- like, and then uh, it's my fault. And right. so th- I don't want that to happen, like, on right. my, ac- my account at all. Right. And so yeah just an absolutely impossible situation
2: right and it's funny that you say that because they prey on people like that they pray and count on the fact that because you are kind and because you are nice they can back you into a corner mm-hmm. so where they can still exercise control over you you know they can still do what they need to do and manipulate and further get you in their in their grip mm-hmm. you know they look for for that and I was young and naive and I had no idea and again like we
1: said earlier, this is what I thought the blueprint was. Mm -hmm. This is what I thought
2: it was supposed to look like. And you're it was
1: supposed to feel like chaos. Yeah. But I'm sure like, did you ever feel like at like your core, like, I don't like this, but this is just how it is.
2: Yeah. That very much. Like I, I felt like, you know, there were, like I said, I would ask him like, you need to stop treating me like this. Or like, you need to stop doing this to me. Like, you know he would call me a bitch or like a whore if I wore something and like he would go on my Instagram and delete photos and unfollow people
1: like that he just didn't agree with
2: yep and change my password I couldn't get on like it was he would smash my phone if he found something he didn't like like I just felt like it was a bigger risk to leave than to stay yeah hmm. and I felt like you know if I'm in this relationship he can't do this to anybody else and I already know what it's like so I can handle it, you know? Mm. And You're
1: incredible. <laughs> you're always thinking about other people. Yeah, I
2: did not feel incredible at yeah. the time. But yeah, I, I know. I know. wish no. you weren't this
1: incredible. <laughs> I right. sent, like, Shayla, like, a list of, like, the questions we were going to throw at her. But, like, the part that we're entering, I was, like, in this part when we kind of talk about this, I really want you to just, like, brag on yourself. <laughs> yeah. And really just, like, let everybody know that, like, you're, like, incredible. Because, yeah, it now kicks off, like, the, like, uh, like... I, I feel like I'm gonna cry thinking about it just because you like have sacrificed so much for your children mm-hmm. and giving even though that situation the family dynamic yeah. wasn't a possibility for your for you and Ellie yeah. that you Like, you – I mean, I just – because Shayla and I have known each other for – I don't even know – yeah, I feel like Ellie was, like, two or three. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we've known each other for a while, and she was volunteering at youth and then was like, okay, like, I'm going to go spend some time with my daughter and before I have to go to work in the morning. And, like, you were grinding. Yeah. Like, you were – And
0: also literally getting a master's degree. Yes.
1: Uh, Like, she just – I – I know that you know this I know that you know that you're a badass <laughs> and like that but you just rose to the occasion in yeah. every sense of the word yeah. and I like obviously now the dynamic that you have is like a dream Amazing. but yeah. you truly were everything that like Ellie needed in that yeah. season and it like anyone that knew you at that time too yeah. knows that that was true
2: yeah I definitely so I definitely didn't want Adele to normalize dysfunction and a lot of my life leading up to having her was a lot, a whole hail, a lot of dysfunction. <laughs> um, and I, I really thought like, this is so important. This is crucial that I show her what it looks like to be healthy. And it starts with me. You know, it starts with me getting a therapist. It starts with me like working out some childhood trauma that I've never worked out. It starts with me forgiving. Mm-hmm. It starts with me changing how. I operate in relationships it starts with me seeking out people that are good for me and of course that was so difficult because I didn't think I deserved it Mm. I didn't think someone and you know a lot of people I won't say names for legal reasons um, said no one's gonna want a single mom with kids yeah no one's gonna want you you're worthless you aren't even someone to be desired you're just a pretty face you have nothing behind that pretty face you're you have no personality And so I believed those things, and I thought, like, it's going to be really hard. I don't know who's going to want to do this with me, Mm -hmm. who's going to want to raise this this child and be with me in this, you know, in the trenches. I mean, in that point in my life, it really was, you know, like, I got a grant to live where I was living. I I couldn't pay rent if it were up to me, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I was on um, housing assistance, and I was on food stamps, you know, And, and all of that really made me believe the lie that I wasn't going to find anybody but even if I didn't even if I could never show Ellie what it was to have two healthy parents I was gonna show her what it was to have one healthy one Mm -hmm. and um yeah shout out to my therapist Um, (laughs) because
1: this episode is sponsored by Shayla's therapist (laughs) um
2: but seriously like she really held up a mirror for me Hmm. um I owe so much love her she knows I love her (laughs) I owe so much of the empowerment that she gave me um to to leave that situation and to like raise Ellie that was so much different from how I was raised and I didn't have a blueprint I didn't even know what it looked like I didn't even know how I was gonna do it you know because a lot of the times I was so overwhelmed with like school and work and everything you know paying my bills by myself and not having like a whole lot of help um and you know I would ask people to watch her because I'd be like I just I need to study like can you help me and they're like you always have to study I won't say names for legal reasons but But if I could I would (laughs) you could dm me and I'll tell you Um, but they'd be like you always have to study it never stops and I'm like yeah because I'm trying to trying to be a doctor yeah I'm trying to get there you know to where I don't have to ask for so much help but yeah, I, I got some therapy during COVID and I realized like, wow, I need to make some serious changes. And I did. And, um, I cut, I went no contact as you have to do with some narcissists, um, with, I went no contact with a couple narcissists. Um, <laughs> it was a bing, bang, boom, bing, bang boom situation. <laughs> um, and I really started, you know, diving into why I had you know, these behaviors that I had and how they were going to affect Ellie. And um, I took some more psychology classes in my master's and I, you know, I took some developmental psychology classes and I thought, okay, this is, you know, at this age, this is what she's going to look for. And at this age, this is what she's going to look for. And I read all the parenting books and I I even got her a therapist and I just really did a 180 in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kept a journal of the behaviors that I wanted to change mm-hmm. and I wrote out prayers And I dated them and I said, God, I want to be more patient. I want to be kinder. I want to seek out what is healthy, what is good for me. And I would go back in the journal and I would date when those prayers came true. Mm. And I would say, like, you know, thank you, God, for this. Like, you have really pulled me out of a place. I remember begging Mm. in the car one day driving home, please, please, like, release me from this. Release me from this relationship. I cannot get out. I don't know how to do it on my own. I don't know how to leave. I don't even know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. I remember begging, like crying, like, God, I'd rather die hmm. than do this anymore. I'm going to if you don't, like, that sounds dramatic. but if I you, mean, if from you, what you
1: were enduring.
2: Yeah. Um, and there's so much more that I can't talk about it that I wish I could. But
1: um, I,
2: I could not do it in my own strength. I couldn't. There was no way I was going to. And, yeah, I just, I I can still go back in that journal and, and, and read it and think of the person who I was, mm. you know, when I wrote those. And I think, like, wow, she is so strong. Because I look back at that and I think, oh, my God, like, I didn't even know the the extent of how horrible it was yeah. until I got mm-hmm. with Joseph.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is coming up. Yes, which is coming
2: up. Um, I didn't realize how terrible I was feeling I didn't even realize I, I wasn't even living in my body
1: yeah I mm-hmm. couldn't you probably I, had to remove yourself I did yep and
2: my therapist and I talk about it all the time and she says like you were in survival mode I'm convinced that you were not having an in-body experience and what's what's even crazier about that is after I left I started feeling
0: mm-hmm. it was like I
2: was being re retraumatized because I could actually give myself room to feel mm-hmm. what had happened to me and that was hard because like no at the current time it wasn't being abused but this was the safe space for me that i've cultivated and in, in our little apartment for me to feel all the feelings that i had to shove down in order to, to survive yeah mm-hmm. yeah and the human so,
1: body is insane
2: it keeps score it and does. i think you've read that book um and yeah. tanner has as well but the body truly does keep score and i have even felt things in certain parts of my body and this sounds woo woo but i'm serious <laughs> um that have have just been released you know from me as and I'm only I'm not really far removed from that that relationship
1: it doesn't feel I mean yeah I don't know how much we can talk about but like it doesn't it it's still very much a part of your life again yes I don't know how much you can talk about it Mm -hmm. but yeah, I,
2: I finally made it out and I really just changed my life and did a 180 and um at the time too I Joseph we dated when me and this person were off and on And I had to keep Joseph a secret because this person definitely made threats about me ever moving on, you know, and he was definitely allowed to move on. I was
1: going to say, meanwhile, he was cheating. (laughs) Oh, he
2: was definitely cheating. Yeah. um, Several times and definitely was not using any sort of protection. So definitely putting me in danger, like Mm. putting me in danger a lot without telling me. I had no idea about a lot of the situations and what he was doing and how he was doing them, you know, um, So, yeah. um, Kept Joe a secret. Kept Joe a secret. Yes, kept Joe a secret uh, because I was afraid, you know, of... I actually never spoke to Joseph about my situation. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I never brought it up. And I'm sure he he later said he had so many questions. Uh, Rightfully so. (laughs) Rightfully so, yes. And it was, like, kind of afraid to ask them because I think if he ever hinted around them, I would definitely change the subject Mm -hmm. Um, because I was scared. I was scared that if this person found out um, about what had happened that joseph would get hurt mm-hmm. um and i would ultimately never find happiness <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that's fair so yeah and we actually broke up because i i said to joseph like there are so many things you don't know and i don't know how to tell you them I, I actually have never told anybody but my therapist um so oh actually i didn't even have a therapist at the time so at that time i had told you're like i need to go heal yeah i literally said i need to go heal and he was very confused and he's like why can't we heal together and I was like he's like please don't leave me yeah and I was like no we cannot and eventually he was like okay I understand um all right like you go heal and maybe we can come back to this and he even said like four months into to that situation you know it took me like a year to to finally feel like I was at a good place to date again but he was like four months into it I had lost hope I had lost hope that you you know wanted to get back together with me or like that we were ever going to get back together but um I didn't I didn't lose
1: hope. You're like, I'm looking long game here, yeah, baby. Yeah, right. Exactly.
2: Um, so, yeah, I think, too, dating Joseph in the, in the mix of dating that person was a really huge contrast. It was night and day. Hmm. You know, that's, too, another – that was, like, another wake-up call for me. You know, like, whoa. He is someone that I've never experienced. Like, he is so kind and so patient and – would never put his hands on me and even in a playful way Playful. Yeah. he would never talk to me like that he only says good things about me he only lifts me up he wants to meet adele he wants to be in her
1: life which also from the other side, as his friend at the time, like, and Jenna and I can attest to this. He was like, "I'm just trying to have a kid." like yeah. he was literally like 18, 19 years old being mm-hmm. like, "I just want a family." Yeah. 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 And he did. He really
2: did. He really did. He wanted that. Yeah. And I think I also owe so much to Joseph, um, because if not for him, I would have never known what it was look like to what it would look like to like love someone in a healthy environment and in a healthy way. And he has taught me just so much about and led me into places where I would have never gone um, and never even knew existed because so much of my life was chaos um, that I, I owe him and Tess, my therapist um, <laughs> so much of like my journey and my healing and like who I am, who I am today. Um, so yeah, we broke up and I went no contact, got a therapist um and healed healed yes my therapist was like um you know like just raving about me and just saying like she's so proud that and I really made strides and you know the best therapists don't tell you what to do and she never did she just mm. was like oh like I would tell her something and she'd be like oh why'd you do that why do you think that is mm. something that you deserve why do you think that's acceptable behavior for you mm. and I'd be like oh. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why do I think it, that? it isn't acceptable and yeah, she just really held up a mirror, held up a clear eyes view. You know, like I felt like my glasses were really foggy and she mm-hmm. fixed my prescription.
0: <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> so good, so good.
1: Yeah. So. Um, so you and Joe, I mean, you had like once you got back together and accelerated. Oh, yeah. Because you both were just so sure. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. it was honestly beautiful, like yeah. being at your wedding and just also seeing your relationship blossom that like, you both were just so excited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: I, I was excited to, I was excited that I healed, number one. I was excited that I could love Joseph in a way that he deserved the second time around because I knew that I couldn't the first time. I just, I didn't have it in me. I barely loved myself, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I knew when we broke up that I wanted to marry him. And I was still so in love with him. And I knew that a part of my healing was so important, one, for Ellie, and two, for him. Um,
1: and I was hopeful. And I, I didn't know because we did not speak
2: for a year. No, nothing
1: really- we like Jenna was becoming like better friends with you and yes. so like yeah. we, you guys would be at the same party yes. and like just like avoid oh sorry Mike oh hello sorry um, like avoid each other yeah. and like it really was no contact exactly right and um,
2: he felt like he had to, and I was so hurt because I was like we can't even be friends <laughs> and he was like I felt like it would be distracting to your healing process and he was right because if he had said anything to me I would have been like I'm oh, ready you know yes. I would have swooned or whatever but he, I'm so thankful for how he holds boundaries and how he never puts himself first in, in a healthy way. Um, <laughs> he does when necessary, but he definitely had my healing on the top of his priority list. Um, and so when we got back together, it was definitely accelerated. And people were like, this is fishy. Like, this is this red flag, you know? Yeah. And I was like, no, big green flag. You guys just don't get it, you know? You guys don't know. Like, if you knew... And if you were there,
1: you'd get it, you know? Yeah. And
2: I felt, like, very understood by Jenna. Um, and you, too, because you knew-ish.
1: Well, yeah, yeah You got yeah. closer with your Yeah, I was going to say, like, like, I wasn't, like, in a relationship at the time, but I was going to say that, like, the three of us are very much the obsessed with our husbands, speak nothing but good things about our husbands, yeah. like, best friends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and people look at us weird because of it. For sure. And, like, for you're sure. not supposed to be obsessed with your spouse. No, you
2: actually are supposed to hate them. That's what <laughs> marriage is. Duh. That's just what marriage is. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, I felt, I felt so understood by it, Jenna when we got married because she got it. Like she was there when I was like, I'm obsessed with nobody else. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. go for it. Yeah. And so like, I just, but everybody else to their eye was like, what the hell is going on? They're you know? so yeah. irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, And yeah, I just, I, like I said, I always knew and I prayed about it a lot. Like I knew I wanted to marry him, but I was like, let me check, let me check with God. Let me run this by him. Yeah. And so I got confirmation from him several different times. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue this in like a godly way. And like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, pray about this and be, you know, diligent about having grace at the center. Um, and we were, and we talked about getting married and it was not a question to us. And, and we did. And it's been, bliss ever since truly I know that probably sounds like unbelievable but it,
1: it definitely has. Oh, just you wait, darling. Yeah. <laughs> wait
2: till 20 years. Yeah. You're gonna but have two,
1: two years in, I feel like you guys are just as obsessed. Like, mm-hmm. and obviously we, Cole and I work, like, with Joe almost every day. Mm-hmm. And it's just the best thing to just know how your spouse talks about you without you being there. Yes. But, yes. like, literally Shayla will call him in the middle of the day, maybe, like, on your lunch break or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hi, honey, how yeah. are you? <laughs> like, just so gentle and so kind. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. like, from my vantage point, like, seeing like knowing joe and then knowing you Mm -hmm. like and i honestly i know you have known you longer than i've known him right i just think it's just such a beautiful you guys have a beautiful relationship Mm -hmm. and it's knowing where you came from to, like, yeah. where you're at is, yeah. like, just honestly the b- most beautiful example of, like, God's redemption no, and, like, in yeah. his love and how he redeems the darkest of places, the yes. darkest of I want to die like yes. places, yes. and yes. now you're just, like, I I mean, obviously, I've heard you say this, but I'm, you can attest, like, I just never knew, like, life could be this beautiful.
2: I never, I never thought, I I thought it could be for others, but never for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would see other people's marriages and their relationship with their with their spouse and i thought wow like i want that so bad but i don't i don't know if, if for someone like me it is possible um and i truly i say this and i mean this with my whole heart i truly owe so much of how i love to joseph because he is so good at mm. loving anybody like any person that he comes across I'm so confident if I if I don't know nothing I know this Um, (laughs) that he will love you how you've never been loved before and and it is soft and it is gentle and it is so pure and so genuine yeah and
1: like we mentioned uh, in last week's episode yeah
0: exactly he detailed my car for me (laughs) yes
2: and that's that's just like who he is at his core like he he one time I came home from the gym and I I was really struggling um, because healing is not linear and he like left all these like post-it notes on my window and it was a song that like we really loved together and it was it said like I'm off my face in love with you and like but each sticky note had a letter so it like spelled it out and I just thought to myself like oh oh my god I am so extremely like loved by hmm. this person yeah and I've never been been loved by this person and you know that's a grand gesture but there are so many little small things. gestures every single day and night that I I never thought was like possible you know like you know when he gets all comfy in the bed and I'm like can you go give me some water
1: and he's like the little things." yeah and he's
2: like yes absolutely and it, it's it's not even with it like uh, oh, yeah and he's like, yeah, I'll go get you whatever you want. What else? You want a snack while I'm down there? Like, it's just... <laughs> what else does my queen need? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I am worshipped. My The ground that I walk on is kissed. Yes. He's very supportive. Very incredible. Yeah, just an incredible, incredible human being. Yeah.
1: We're going to round this all out <sighs> because... I Oh, so, so good. I feel like you've said everything that you've said has been so impactful so powerful but um i don't want to leave without there being actionable items for people Mm -hmm. and so if there is anybody out there listening that has found themselves in any like realm of like these situations like what would be your word of advice because obviously now as we're talking at the end, like you're it's not always easy. There you are still healing in so many ways, I'm sure. Yes. But you have found bliss. And you have and like again, like God has redeemed so much of your story. Mm -hmm. Like what would on being on the other side now, like what would be your advice, words of encouragement, anything? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, my main reason for even like talking about this and continuing to talk about it is for women out there who are stuck, um and feel stuck and feel like they can't leave. Um, I think statistically women try to leave seven times before they leave successfully. Wow. Um, And I would just say to those women that think they might be in an abusive relationship or are on the verge of leaving or trying to leave, I would say that you need to tell somebody. You need to tell somebody that is trusted and safe what has happened. If you can, document it. If you can, take pictures of it. Um, And if you need to, exit quietly. Hmm. Um, When I was exiting, I didn't say I was, hmm. I, I left quietly. I, I took small steps out the door. And if you have to do that, do that. Um, But I, I would tell someone, tell someone what you're going through. Talk to somebody, whether that's a therapist, a best friend, a trusted individual, let them know what you're going through. Let them know what's happening. And in terms of leaving, leaving is, is the hardest part. Um, And it's not easy. It, and you know, it, it rarely ever looks like packing up all your stuff one day and leaving yeah it is very small exits very like small divides taking removing your life from theirs little bit by little bit and i would just encourage you to do that um and whether that looks like changing your bank account back to not joint and just yours whether that looks like packing up one side of your room or one side of the drawer and putting it away it it can look like so many so many different things um whatever unentangling your life with theirs yeah. looks like, I would start with one telling someone and two unentangling if that's a word <laughs> your life with theirs so you can exit quietly because oftentimes if you exit loudly, it, it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would hate for that to happen. Um, and a lot of times as we've seen, the legal system doesn't really do anything unless something already has happened. Yeah. So tell somebody. So in case something does happen to you, they know, Untangle your life and if you can seek seek therapy um you're going to need and and don't be afraid to accept the help you're going to need support and I think the number one thing too is um and another thing that's so important I won't say the number one thing is that not to be embarrassed
1: Hmm. um Hmm.
2: it's it's not your fault that you've been abused um you did not do anything to deserve the abuse yeah you as a person to your core are not bad for what happened to you you're not worthless you're not unlovable um, you're going to need support and it's going to feel weird accepting it. And it's it might be a little bit embarrassing. But know that like people are going to love you beyond that. And you, you need to accept the love because you're deserving of it. Stop yeah. accepting the lie that you're not because they have treated you and beaten you down to that point. Um, you are so much more than what they've said about you, how they've treated you. Um, so yeah, I, I would... I would start there. Those those three things, yeah. Or four beautiful. things I might have mentioned. Yeah.
1: I feel like for you as well, kind of like similar to when we had Abby Grace on, she also, and I feel like you are like this, you're an open door. Mm-hmm. And so even if people are like, I am, again, maybe too embarrassed to say anything yeah. to anyone in my life, like you can DM Shayla. No, seriously. <laughs> like yeah. she <laughs> is a very much an open door and like we told everyone to follow her TikTok too. I feel like you kind of post like things regarding that as well. Yeah. And so not only are you alight to people that maybe live around you or family friends like you post on social media about it and bring more light to it because it is incredibly hit a hidden thing mm-hmm. that's and while i feel like sometimes people do talk about it it's still happening oh it's absolutely yeah. happening and so um i think friends and resource and yeah. just other people who ha- are on the other side of it yeah like mm-hmm. can absolutely. be an incredible friend to help pull you over yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely Oh, you are so beautiful.
0: <laughs> yes, thank you guys. so much for sharing and being yeah. vulnerable. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it's such I a mean, great I feel story. like a
1: couple years ago, you probably like you just would not have been able to like no. you're in such like you just glow like in every day life like mm. and you can just see the healing all over you and so it's been a beautiful thing to watch also uh yeah. I just love you so much. Love you. <laughs> I love you. Guys. Love you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. Of course. And like we said, like if you need someone, please reach out. Please, like yes. we will also put in the, um, hello airplane. We will put yeah. in the show notes, um, like a hotline, hotline. yeah, yeah and important. like actual, yeah. yeah. People that like can get you like actual attention and yes, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, absolutely. we'll also have Shayla's, um, handle and everything down absolutely. there. Tell the people where they can follow you on Instagram if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You can follow, follow me at Shayla Sarasulo. Sarasulo spelled weird. It's
1: <laughs> C-E-R-A-S-U-O-L-O amazing yes. yeah we love you all so much we're fun fact we are on our way to the picnic right now yeah <laughs> and we are late, late. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you all so much we will talk to you next week have an incredible day bye, bye. Guys. bye.